0: You guys know I'm always talking about tracking my money. You can't manage what you don't measure. And I use a paid app to do that because I'm kind of crazy. But when I talk to you guys, my readers and my listeners, you want a free solution. You want something that links to your personal accounts and tracks your net worth. You want something that has analysis tools and a personalized plan for you. And you want real wealth management advice. The free answer is personal capital. Personal capital is an awesome tool, and it is hard to believe that it's free. And the world agrees. Year after year, personal capital is recognized as a best-in-class budgeting and tracking tool. And that's why I feel good about being affiliated with them. So if you want to start getting your finances in order, and you want to do it for free, start with personal capital. Here's how. Go to the show notes, click on that link, and let them know that the best interest sent you, and start your free account today. That's personal capital, your all in one free personal finance tool. Welcome to the Best Interest Podcast, hosted by Jesse Kramer, where we discuss today's best ideas in personal finance and investing. The Best Interest is a personal podcast meant for entertainment purposes only. It should not be taken as financial advice and is not prescriptive of your financial situation. Here's your host, Jesse Kramer. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to episode 32 of the Best Interest Podcast. My name is Jesse Kramer, and right now, as you are listening to this, or at least if you're listening to this when it's first released, I am somewhere in the Adirondack Mountains, far from cell service, far from technology, probably camping on a remote island in an unknown, uncharted lake. As such, no interview this week. I'm recording this ahead of time, and I'm going to read a little article from the Best Interest blog. The title of the article is Rules, Dave Ramsey, and the Sith. Rules, they're meant to be broken, right? Well. Personal finance is full of rules, rules like pay yourself first rules, like don't carry credit card debt, do this, not that. Now, some people, they advocate what I would call absolute rules. An absolute rule is a, it's an unbending rule. It cannot be broken unless we're going to face some sort of negative consequences. And we think about these absolute rule makers, the people making these rules, they're, they're hard asses. We think about them as dictators, some sort of rigid bore. Because a good rule should have some sort of exception. After all, only a Sith deals in absolutes. Thank you, Obi-Wan Kenobi, for that quote. But listeners, stick with me here. What if the Sith are actually right? Now, how could the Sith be right? Well, absolute rules might do some good. Speaking of Sith, let's transition over and talk about Dave Ramsey. Now, if you aren't familiar with Dave Ramsey, he is one of the preeminent voices in the personal finance education space. He had a longtime radio show, Call In Radio Show, and he turned it into a podcast. And he's also written many books, very successful at all of those things. But Dave Ramsey, he's also a little controversial. Some of that controversy, it involves his ethics and his morality. For example, you know, he's been accused of being a giant prick. But the pertinent controversy for this article, it involves Dave Ramsey's thoughts on personal finances best rules. You see, Dave is a man of absolute rules. For example, Dave believes that nobody should use credit cards. Absolutely nobody. And Dave also says that a housing mortgage is the only acceptable debt that you are allowed to carry. And even then, there are still guardrails about how big your mortgage can be. That sounds a little strict to me. I disagree with both of those rules, and many other people disagree with those rules, too. They find Dave's absolutism to be antithetical to this idea that personal finance is personal. There's no one-size-fits-all answer, well, except for Dave's iron-fisted rules. But the more I have thought about Dave's rigid rules, the more I've realized that perhaps, just perhaps, they belie some sort of hidden wisdom. Does Dave know something that the rest of us are overlooking? Or is he just a Sith master using his mind tricks against unsuspecting Padawan learners? Well, let's focus for a second on Dave's opinions about credit cards. Now here are some quotes directly from Dave Ramsey's website. First, quote, there's just no good reason to have a credit card, end quote. Second one, quote, there's no positive side effect to credit card use. There's no beating the system because it's all been set up to benefit the credit card companies, not you, end quote. And third one, quote, when credit cards stay out of your wallet, cash stays in, end quote. To paraphrase, nobody should have a credit card for any reason. Now, that is a controversial opinion, and it's certainly an absolute opinion. There is no room for exception in Dave's mind. And it's easy to poke holes in Dave's logic. You see, just think about credit card programs with miles and points and cash back. They yield benefits to credit card users. As long as someone is responsible enough to avoid credit card debt and to spend wisely, their credit card is a tool that they can benefit from. The knife that cuts your food, well, it could be used to stab yourself in the face. The efficacy of the knife, it depends on responsible use. The same logic applies to credit cards or lightsabers. I think Dave is wrong. But how could Dave Ramsey or a Sith Lord possibly be right in their absolute rules? It all boils down to this one fact. When you allow for exceptions, too many people will falsely believe that the exception applies to them. I'm gonna repeat that one more time. When you allow for exceptions, too many people will falsely believe that the exception applies to them. Yes, we are all unique individuals. That's why it's so hard to fathom that any subjective rule could be so comprehensive as to apply to all of us. Rules need exceptions because we're all unique. Just like Margaret Mead said, though, Always remember that you are absolutely unique, just like everyone else. You see, humans can be too quick to assume that their uniqueness qualifies them as an outlier. It doesn't. Your uniqueness, it's just kind of like everybody else's uniqueness. It does not excuse you from rules that you don't like. It does not excuse you from rules that you disagree with. Nor does it excuse you from rules that you find difficult to follow. Most rules will still apply to you, even though you are a unique person. If you falsely believe that an exception applies to you, then you might end up breaking a rule against your best interest. Thus, as rule creators or as rule suggestors, we're faced with a catch-22. If we create an absolute rule, it will likely be out of touch with reality. So we should make an exception to that rule, right? Well, but then the exception it could end up hurting more than it helps. Now, what do I mean that it could hurt more than it helps? Well, here are a couple quick examples. Don't try heroin. Wow, look at Brave Jesse. First, he's defending Dave Ramsey, then he's defending the Sith, and now he's condemning heroin. But seriously, don't try heroin, guys. I know this might be an outlandish example, but I really do think it'll drive the point home. If I were to create an absolute rule and an exception to the rule about heroin use, they might read something like this. The absolute rule. Nobody should ever use heroin. But then there's an exception. For a very, very small minority of individuals, heroin use can be a reasonable part of their normal lives. And I'll link in the show notes some medical research backing up that claim. So you see, which rule is technically more true? Believe it or not, it's the exception. But which rule does the most good for the most people? the absolute rule. The absolute rule, I know, it's more untrue, but it's also more helpful. If I'm addressing an audience like you guys, and I want to help that audience, I'm going to say, don't be stupid, guys. Say no to heroin use. There's no exception to that rule. That is the rule to live by. Allowing for one person to successfully pursue the exception is not worth it if a dozen people attempt the exception and fail and become addicted and die or whatever. That's the utilitarian thing to do here. It doesn't take a a Mandalorian to know that this is the way. Next example, you should budget. So we're going back to personal finance here. We're going to look at budgeting, one of our favorite personal finance topics. And to start off this argument, here's a cool little factoid. Only 30 to 40 percent of American households maintain a budget. If I wanted to fix this problem, I'd start with an absolute rule about budgeting. That absolute rule would be 100% of people should maintain a budget. But the real truth is that many people are naturally frugal and thrifty. Maybe maybe 20% of the population falls into this frugal, thrifty bucket. And these people would be wasting their energy by maintaining a budget. They don't need to budget. They're already frugal enough. They don't need to budget. So I should add an exception to my rule, and that would read something like, 80% of people should be maintaining a budget in their lives. But here's the problem. How many people out there are self-reflective enough to admit that they need the structure of a budget? In other words, how many people will correctly place themselves in that 80% bucket where they need a budget? Would we see perfect 80% compliance to the rule? Well, I think we all know the answer here. There are tons of people out there who are going to falsely believe that they possess the requisite thrift to forego budgeting. They're going to overestimate their own discipline. They're gonna see themselves as unique outliers to the rule when we know they're not really that unique. Exceptions are like self-imposed Jedi mind tricks. Our brains are deceiving our own brains. So when we create such a rule, we have this trade-off to make. We have to pick the lesser of two evils. Evil one, is that we tell 20% of the population that they need a budget, when in reality, we know that they don't need a budget. But evil, too, is that we allow some unknown percentage of the population to convince themselves that they are unique enough that they don't need a budget, when in reality, those people do need a budget. So since only 40% of the population uses a budget, I'd wager that the other 60% of the population They believe that the non-budgeting exception applies to them. You know, when you give someone an inch, they take a mile. If we give people the option that they might be the exception to the rule, they are probably going to do the easiest thing they can, which in this case is believe that budgeting doesn't apply to them. Now, so far, I've glossed over one pretty important aspect about absolute rules. Namely, absolute rules, they do not permit free will or freedom of choice, and that fact alone makes many people cringe. So let's go back to the budgeting example. At the end of the day, it's your choice whether you actually budget or not. It's really none of my business whether the choice you make serves your best interest. Of course, I want to help you guys. I want to do what's best for you guys, but I won't ever force someone to follow me. Thus, we see arguments between personal finance pundits who have the same goals, right? Everybody's goal is to help people, We see different experts arguing over these small differences, you know, whether all people should budget or whether 95% of people should budget or whether 80% of people should budget. Those are relatively small differences that end up causing these arguments. It's a textbook example of Sigmund Freud's narcissism of small differences. When focusing on personal finance, I think we need to make room for exceptions, but also implore to people that they need to know themselves. So Dave Ramsey, he is correct that credit cards can do terrible damage to your financial health. But does that mean that all people should avoid them? Or should we ask people to look hard in the mirror and ask themselves, am I the kind of person who might fall prey to credit cards' fake promise of free money? The better you know yourself, the more likely you will be to correctly choose which rules to follow and which rules you might qualify for as an exception. Let's look at me. I'm a frugal guy. But I still budget, I budget every single dollar that comes in and out of my bank accounts. I also know that I'm disciplined enough to use my credit cards wisely, I've never missed a credit card payment, completely ignoring Dave Ramsey's absolute rule. Learn about your own brain, feel the force flow through you, and only make exceptions in exceptional cases. That was an article from the Best Interest blog called Rules, Dave Ramsey, and The Sith. If you want to reach out to me, my email is jesse at bestinterest.blog. You can find me on Twitter, where my username is bestinterest underscore jc, and on Instagram, the underscore best underscore interest. Thank you guys for subscribing. Thanks for all the five-star ratings. Thank you for leaving the very kind reviews of the Best Interest podcast. I appreciate it. You know, we can continue to invest in one another because, as Ben Franklin said, an investment in knowledge pays the best interest. Sharing with other people, that's investing in their knowledge. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to episode 32 of the Best Interest Podcast.